Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What's up and what's happening, everybody? It's Blake and Dustin, and we are back for another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Dustin, man, how was your Memorial Day weekend? I'm excited to have you on. We're here to talk some Auburn Tigers baseball, brother. I got a little pot belly, dude. I got a little pot belly. Hamburger, uh, pulled pork sandwich, some stuffed uh, tater tot casserole. Uh, I picked out, dude. Uh, maybe maybe got a little drunk yesterday, so maybe it was a recovery day today. Um, it's been a good weekend, man. I've definitely enjoyed the break. Love to hear that, Dustin. And, and you know, this weekend was – uh, you know, family time and everything, but let's not forget why we actually celebrate this weekend, right? And 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 especially this Monday. Uh, it is for all of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, all of those who served for us uh, to be able to live in this amazing country, uh, to be able to sit down and do this podcast, Dustin, to mm-hmm. watch Auburn baseball on the weekends, uh, to do whatever in the hell we want to do with our lives, man. Uh, and that is why we celebrate a day like today, man. And, and I just want to thank each and every one of you. If you were military and you watched this show, uh, Coast Guard, Navy, Army, uh, Air Force, it doesn't matter any branch. If you're part of the reserves, I don't care. I stand up and, and I give you my thanks and my appreciation from the bottom of my heart, uh, because this is the greatest country in the world, Dustin. And, uh, I think sometimes we take it for granted, brother. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think sometimes uh, we are just we're so uh, we're so we're so spoiled, and uh, we 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 take our freedom for granted, and we push things that uh, sometimes we just have no idea what we're talking about, you know, and. <laughs> And uh, we just don't know really and truly how good we have it, brother. And and that is why I wanted to mention that first and foremost. Yeah. But 
Well, yeah. I'll, I'll say something about that real quick, man. I was sitting there watching today, just watching some of the stuff on History Channel. Obviously, they're doing like Memorial Day stuff, history, mm-hmm. uh, war stuff. Dude, World War II was one person ago. Like, that was 1942, 19 to 1945. It's when America participated anyway. That wasn't that wasn't that long ago. So, like, mm-hmm. it's still important. And if you think that it it can't happen again, then you just you just don't understand human history and the way these things work. So, yeah, big mm. shout out to those guys, and we appreciate it. And so all those guys that, you know, on, on D-Day and all that, like, you know, never forget them because that is the old 19-year-old kids, you know, making the ultimate sacrifice. That's tough. Mm, man, that, that that that's a gut punch right there, brother, just to sit there and think about that and uh, what those guys had to do. Same age as the Auburn baseball team we're watching, right? Mm. Mm. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. The United States of America, man, best, best country in the world. And, and uh, you know, it'll always be like that. So, Dustin, let's move on, man. And, and before we get into the baseball stuff, brothers, some exciting news, mm-hmm. some big-time news has come out on the basketball side mm-hmm. of things. Joe Nye Broom has announced – his return to the Auburn Tigers, Bruce Pearl dropping a big boom on Twitter and Joe and I releasing the video saying, I'm back, brother. I mean, how big is this for the Auburn Tigers? Oh, I said, you know what I was saying? If he doesn't come back, you're looking at a 12 to 15 win season. And everybody that killed me for that, I said, if he doesn't come back. So he's back, you know, scratch that. Because um, otherwise, man, you were just looking at what were you going to do at the five spot? You're going to bump Dylan up and then hope to find somebody. What's left in the portal here? It's got to be scraps. I mean, I haven't looked at it in a little bit, but I don't think there's some big ballers left. So this was crucial. And, boy, he made it interesting because when he got his opportunity, he balled out in the G League. And uh, we're proud of him that he made it that interesting. Uh, He did better than I thought he would do. Um, So now all eyes are on him. Let's have this big season. And like Bruce said in his tweet, let's work our way into the first round. And uh, let's have that good regular season. And make that March run. That's when those scouts really look at it. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I've noticed about this team. Lot this will this will be a junior and senior laden team coming up. So experience mm-hmm. shouldn't be an issue. It'll just kind of be how do those new pieces like the Chad kid and uh, the Denver Jones, the Channing Johnson, Channing Johnson, Aiden Holloway. How do those pieces kind of mesh? Um, it'll be exciting. But this is a big day for us because boy, without Janai, we were going to be flapping in the breeze. Yeah, Dustin, I know we talked a little bit before recording, man. man. That was scary. Yeah, how nervous were you? I was petrified. I was petrified. And then when it was was coming out today that, like, different people, and this is no shot at those people, it's just I'm a a Jay that Auburn fan, man. I am. I'll admit it. I'm the Auburn fan that's waiting on the bad shoe to drop. Uh, I'm sorry. I just – I've been doing it my whole life. I know how this works. And remind me when we get into another point later on about some of the complaining going on about Auburn hosting a regional. I'm going to bring that point back up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I was expecting the worst. Um, I know it was reported that his family had met with Auburn a couple times this weekend. I'm just guessing, no inside knowledge here. I'm just guessing he got a little bit of a pay raise from Honda Victory. <laughs> yeah, man, you look. He's the he's the kind of guy that we had to have back, right? Absolutely. And and like like you mentioned, you know, you had to bring him back in order for this team next year to be successful. Uh, so Bruce getting that job done, and and look, Joe Nye put on a hell of a show at, at the G League camp, and and 
he's going to be that guy, but he needed to come back for the one more year, uh, develop his game even more, get his footwork down and, and, uh, and show some more, show some more tape to these NBA scouts. So man, let's move over here into the baseball side of things. And this is a big, big topic right now. It seems like it set the Twitter world on fire. The Auburn Tigers get the 13th national seed. The Auburn Tigers are hosting for the first time ever in back-to-back years in program history. Yeah. And it set the it set the Twitter world on fire, Dustin, because Ben Upton from the 11.7 podcast said that the Auburn Tigers did not deserve to host because of their RPI. They were the only time only team outside of the top 15 who is hosting uh they're the only team outside of the top 15 in RPI who is hosting. So what are your thoughts on that and the teams that didn't get to host like a Campbell uh, or a Southern Miss who is actually in Auburn's region? Uh, what are your thoughts on that and and maybe their arguments compared to Auburn's? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Here's what I don't get about it, Blake. Beforehand – before Selection Sunday, everyone was saying Auburn was projected. I saw us projected as high as the 11. Mm-hmm. So I went into Sunday knowing we were going to get to host a regional. It was just what will be the overall seed. There wasn't a, a doubt. That was established at the end of the regular season. Yep. So why all of a sudden the pissing and moaning? And, oh, man, let, let's pretend Auburn caught a break, which we didn't. We earned it. Let's pretend we caught a break. Okay, Auburn got a break for one out of every 100 times. Get over it, dude. Like things don't go our way. Something if you if you're claiming that was something that we got something because of the position that John Cohen holds. Well, cool. We knew somebody for once. Consider who our arch rival is and what we normally go through. Look what we just went through in softball. I ain't trying to hear that, bro. And then like look at the teams we beat out of conference: USC, Lipscomb, Indiana. Where are they at right now? Then look at what we did in the SEC. That's what happens when you beat LSU, man. That's what happens when you go and, and beat win out South Carolina. That's what happens when you finish the month as the hottest team in the country in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You host a regional. Mm-hmm. What was it? No SEC teams ever won 17 games and not hosted? You thought we were going to be the one? Yeah, and and Dustin, my thing with that is is – Everybody wants to throw John Cohen's name in there and say, "Oh well, he's on the board and he's the head. He's the head official on the board and the selection committee, and and he's the reason Auburn's hosting." False. I'm tired of hearing that narrative being pushed. It's stupid. It's lazy. It's just. It's not good. Okay. John Cohen has to leave the room anytime Auburn is brought up. Okay. Now, I think. RPI is skewed in college baseball, and I think that they have to do something about that immediately, okay? But hear me out. Strength of schedule matters, okay? And the people you play matter, all right? Southern Miss, all right? I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The people you play matter. Campbell, I'm sorry. But you don't have to go through the stretch of Alabama, South Carolina, LSU. I know Ole Miss was down, but Ole Miss, you know, Arkansas, 
all the Mississippi State, you know, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to go through the gauntlet. So I don't want to sit here and say that these teams are bad baseball teams because they're certainly not. We got a guy from Southern Miss coming to our regional by the name of Tanner Hall, and he's a stud for Southern Miss on the mound. Okay. They're a damn good baseball team. But I think your strength of schedule plays a huge factor, and it played a huge factor for Auburn to host this regional because they did go through the gauntlet and out of 30 SEC games, you won 17 of them. Right. So you're in the best conference in the country. This, this conference is hosting eight national seeds. Okay. That is 50%. Okay. It's, it's, it's unheard of. This is the best conference in college baseball, bar none, the the best conference in college sports, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not close. It's not close. But the SEC is the premier, and it is the premier conference. It is the cream of the crop. It is the best of the best. And I, I posted a short the other day of Mikey Matuk when we had him on. We said, man, what is the SEC compared like? He said, dude, I think the SEC is just as difficult as double-A ball, maybe mm-hmm. even a little harder. And this is a guy who played six years in right. professional baseball. All right, so you want to sit here and tell me that a team that goes 17 and 13 in a league like that doesn't deserve to host a regional? And they're hosting because their athletic director gets a say? <laughs> Get out of here, man. That's garbage. That's a lazy take. And I expected a little bit better from the 11.7 podcast. Yeah, I'll say that. That's I, I, I expected better from you. And and Ben Upton has had his name. He's had Auburn's name in his mouth for right. three days now. Right. And like – like you, like you mentioned, Dustin, we knew at the end of the regular season, people were DMing me and saying, Blake, what do we have to do to host a regional? And I said, you beat Missouri in the in the SEC tournament, and it's a lock, right? It, it's, it's a for sure lock. Now, we thought we were locked, but you beat Missouri in the SEC tournament, yeah. and it's a for sure lock. All right, you're locked in there. Instead of being the 15th, 16th national seed, you're probably going to be uh, anywhere from 11 to 13 or 14. So – People also ask me, Dustin, what what do you want to do in Hoover? And and I did that little episode without you, and I said, win games, but I don't know if I want to win the tournament. I think it would be huge for the program, but I don't necessarily want to win the tournament. I want to win a game, maybe two games, mm-hmm. maybe start getting into that top eight national seed. Maybe uh, th- there, was a, there was a possibility you beat – uh, Missouri, you beat Vanderbilt and you climb in there and you could possibly win a third game and become a top eight seed. There were some rumblings about that, but I feel like you did what you had to do. And I really wasn't mad losing to Vanderbilt and then turning around and losing to Alabama because we typically don't play well in Hoover and I like that little week of rest, brother. Like, I think that it's it's served us mm-hmm. well uh, the past couple of years. And I just wanted to get your take because I know we missed a recap on the on the tournament games because, the, I mean, the first two were at midnight, you know. I mean, they didn't go off until 1.30 in the morning. And, uh, you know, so I just wanted to get 
uh, your thoughts on how you felt about Hoover and where you let down that we, you know, uh, lost to Vandy and then followed it up with a loss to Alabama. What were your thoughts, man? So my overall view on conference tournaments and now with the new structure in college football on the SEC champion, I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. If you're locked into the big dance in basketball, I don't care. I don't want to play extra games and risk injury. If you're locked into the, the tournament in baseball, I don't care. I don't want to play extra games or risk injury. And now with a 12-team playoff in football, I ask you this. Would you rather be one of the two teams playing in the SEC championship at 11-1, 12-0? Or would you rather be 10-2, the 9 or 10 seed, and you get you don't have to play that game? You see what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. game now serves yeah. as an extra playoff game. That serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm all for it. I don't – and, like, we need Herbert Holtz back. We saw Absolutely. how one, we saw how one just just right there, right? One pitch mm-hmm. and a guy goes. So yep. anything can happen in any game. What if Chris Stanfield would have rolled his wrist or something, diving out for a ball? What if Case and Howe would have been going to center field in a meaningless turn, tournament game and smashed his shoulder up against the wall? Anything can yep. happen. I'm glad we're out of it. I just don't give a damn, Blake. I just don't care about it. Mm. Talk to me. I, you know, I, I feel the same way, man. And that's the reason I really wasn't let down about getting knocked out. You know, I, we did what we needed to do. I, and, and look, I'm not some participation trophy guy or anything like right. that. I always say that I want to win. All right. Because I, you know, I want to feel what Vandy felt because I think it would be huge for the program. But I also looked at where we were really at. And once you lose to Vandy, it's kind of like, hey, look, get out of here, all right? right? Sure. And I feel like, you know, you can you can kill me for saying this if you want to come at me for saying this, but I truly felt like Butch against Alabama said, hey, look, we're going to give some guys some at-bats. We're going to play some people, all right? And we're not going to try to come back. And, you know, if we do, that's great. If we do, that's great. But – I'm going to pitch hit a Mikey Bello. I'm going to play a Brody Wortham, uh, you know, and and he he stuck with Carter Wright as long as he could behind the plate until Alabama stole seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven bags. You know, yeah, I, I, just, think some, I think some people learned a lesson that day, or at least I hope they did. Hey, how about that tweet I sent out? Yeah, mm. I, hope, well, I, hope, I hope they get it now. Mm. Yeah, what Nate LaRue actually means to this baseball team, huh? It's crazy, Dustin. We tried to, you know, we tried to tell him, and uh, and good, you know, good for Nate, man. He's he's been hitting and he's been playing really well. Uh, but yeah, I, I was I was kind of right there on that where like, hey, let's get out of here. Let's let's don't get hurt. Uh, get Christian Herberholtz back, and let's prepare for this regional to make a run to Omaha, Nebraska. And this morning, Dustin, we find out who we are matched up with uh, in our regional. Auburn gets the number 13 overall seed, and they will be matched up with the number four overall seed, the Clemson Tigers, for a super regional matchup. Mm. But first, we got to get there, and we have Penn as the four seed, all right, from the Ivy League. Checks Checked a little bit of them out earlier today, was doing a little homework on them. Not a bad ball club, man. Uh, yeah. they're, they're really impressive to be, you know, look. I don't want to sound – I'm not knocking anybody here, but to be an Ivy League school, they're impressive. They're an impressive club. 
don't take them lightly. All right. They've won 30 plus games. They're not bad. All right. At the three seed, we know who we are getting with Sanford. Okay. We have played them this year. Uh, Sanford's a good ball club as well. They're a three seed for a reason. They can hit, they can pitch, and they play us. They always play us tough. You know, that's an in state little rivalry. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's one of those where, to me, Dustin, the Sanford guys have a chip on their shoulder right. when they right. play. When they, yeah, they have something to prove, bro. Like when they play a Auburn or an Alabama, you know, they're saying, "Hey, you know, why didn't maybe why didn't you recruit me?" Mm-hmm. You know, or th- there's a chip on their shoulder there. Um, but then the the big the big seed in this region, man. The big seed in this region is the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And Scary. This is a team like we were just talking about that thought they deserved to host a regional, and they mm-hmm. get sent right up the street to your regional as the two seed. I want to start right here first. Let's start with game one, Dustin. I don't want to skip ahead to Southern Miss because, you know, we're not about that. We're not going to just uh, check mark a dub in the box, right? We're, we're going to handle pin first. We're going to take this thing uh, one at a time, man. What do you think? about Penn, and who do you think gets the ball in game mm-hmm. one for Auburn Friday night? Uh, you know, see, this was a question I was going to ask you, is because to me it's the most – like, if I was going to write out a key for this regional, to me it's getting at least solid four innings out of your starters. Mm-hmm. And so whoever goes game one, man, and Butch, Butch often has some unique strategies that – Later on, he he does them, and then I go, oh damn, that's why he's making the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, just so I'm gonna just say Tommy Vale because it's just get him in there, get that win, get in that winner's bracket, get started on the right foot. Hopefully, he can give you six, seven good innings. You get to save your bullpen for as long as you can, and then if you get into a situation, maybe the last game with the regional where you need him to come in and give you an inning or two in relief, he can be available. You know, maybe. Um, but so for me, game one, just because it's about hopping in that winner's bracket and saving that pin as much as you can. But when Tommy goes game one, or if it's Chase or whoever it is, they need to give you, man, I mean, six, six solid game one would make me feel really good. Okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take an opposite route here than you, Dustin. I'm going to go Chase also gets to start Friday night against Penn. And here's the reason why is because I need, like you said, I need Chase to go six, seven innings. All right, I need him to put up one of those performances against Penn, dominate with the fastball, locate it, uh, have the off speed for a strike, be throwing it for a strike, uh, have quick innings, man, handle Penn, okay? Handle them, get in there, just like you did last year with Southeastern Louisiana, right? right. You come out, you handled game one with authority, and, and you left a stamp on that regional, and you let, UCLA and Florida State know that you meant business. <laughs> so that is that is what I want to happen. Uh, we're going to be facing Ryan Drumboski. Okay, I, I hopefully I said that right. He's got a two eight seven ERA for Penn this year. Okay, mm. um, opponents batting average against him is one eighty nine. I, I, I just looked this up. 
Yeah, uh, the dude has seven wins on the year and 12 appearances, uh, two losses. So he went seven and two uh, in 12 starts. Uh, he has 62 and two-thirds innings pitched. He has struck out 87 people. Um, he has five wild pitches, no balks. He has hit seven batters, and he has walked 31 people. All right, I wa- I watched a little bit of their game against South Carolina, and I, and I wanted to tell people this. They played a three-game set to open up the year against South Carolina, and they played South Carolina really damn well. They played them close. It was tight. Uh, this cat pitched game one opening day, and I think he lost six to five. Now, we didn't know what South Carolina was then. We didn't know that they were the team uh, that we were eventually going to see at the end of the year, but – they're still a damn good ball club, right? And this guy can pitch, man. Uh, he does, like I said, the 31 walks. He does get a little sporadic and lose mm-hmm. command here and there. And one thing I do, one thing I do think Auburn can do to pin is attack pin on the base pads. All right. I, I watched the catcher a little bit. Okay. He, he doesn't have that strong of an arm. Uh, you know, so I think if if a Stanfield can get on, uh, we can create some havoc on the base pads early. Uh, against Penn, but we need to come out and score early. And I think Chase uh, has to limit damage because these cats, they can hit, all right? And I posted uh, I posted a thing a while ago saying that the Wyatt Hensler kid, I posted the stats on Twitter, dude's a problem. 17 bombs. He's got like a 683 slugging percentage. Uh, he's got like 60-something hits. Uh, these <laughs> Listen to these batting averages, Dustin. Uh, Cole, Cole Palace, 338. Davis Baker, 330. Ben Miller, 328. Wyatt Hensler, 316. Jackson Uphill, 302. All right. These dudes, they can swing it. Now, they don't have, they don't have much pop. Like the Wyatt kid, uh, he's like their only guy in double-digit home runs. All right. So, they don't have a much pop. But they play, they do play small ball, Dustin. Uh, I noticed in the game against South Carolina, they were bunting, moving people over, sacrificing, uh, getting the guy from first to second with less than two outs. So Auburn's got to be ready for that, brother. And and this is, I know a lot of people look at Penn and they say, "Oh, Auburn's going to kill him." Don't sleepwalk. Don't sleepwalk on this game. Penn, they're they're a damn good quality opponent. Dustin, and and uh, this is going to be a tough one, but we, we definitely – I think we're going chase, Dustin. Yeah, I like that. So the, the important thing here is um, get off to a fast start. Get off to a fast start, game one. Don't get into – don't you got to you got to have good chase if that's the case because you know what happens when you have bad chase. There's a whole bunch of walks and hit batters, and when, when chase is off, he can't even find the strike zone, bro. There's really yep. not a whole lot of in-between with chase. So – that would be a nightmare scenario to me is all of a sudden you're an inning and a half in this thing and you're going to the pin and you're down a couple runs and you've already got the plainsman crowd out of it. We need to do what we did last year because last year we attacked teams. I mean, good God, that first inning of the first game, but even the, even UCLA, Florida state, we attacked them. Mm-hmm. And then that crowd's behind you at that point. And it's hard to win when you got the crowd at your back, the way we had it last year, that should be the goal. So let me ask you this: With Southern Miss playing Sanford, 
Do you think Southern Miss comes out and they throw Tanner Hall, their ace, against Sanford in game one? Or do they save Tanner Hall for Auburn thinking that they can they can beat Sanford in that first game? What, how do you think that goes? Yeah, I wish I wish I knew more about you know how they how they played and more about their manager, kind of what his strategy would be. Do mm-hmm. we play first or do they play first? No, nah, they play first. They play first at one o'clock. We play mm-hmm. at six. Yeah, see, if I was them, um, knowing our bats, I would probably set up. I would probably wait. I would probably save Hall. Yeah, just saying. Okay, if it goes chalk. We're going to play Auburn, and then, and the, you know, we're going to play Auburn at some point. Yeah, I would probably save him. That's that would probably be my, yeah. That's uh, I I um. Oh, my wife's calling, but I will text <laughs> her and let her know that I'm on the podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I I think Southern Miss is going to save save Tanner Hall as well. I think you're going to get a Tanner Hall Tommy Vale matchup uh saturday uh, at plainsman park and that would, be fun. that would be a lot of fun and something that's just important to remember about the southern miss team blake and uh now their their website was a little wonky so maybe i'm off a little bit here but i counted their last 20 games because they went to coastal carolina and they got smoked mm-hmm. and then since that point in the last 20 games they're 18 and 2 confident ball club so yeah. whatever decisions they make, they're going to feel good about it. They're feel, they're feeling themselves right now, and they should be. We're hot, and they're damn hot. And they won their turn their conference yeah. tournament in the SoCon. Ain't no joke. I mean, Troy, uh, um, who I just mentioned, Coastal Lafayette is in there. Yeah. So that's the a Sun tough Bell? league. Yeah, it's a tough league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> they're good, man. They're good. Yeah. I actually know. Uh, I know somebody on their team. Uh, the sergeant kid, he grew up playing baseball uh, with my brother, and and he is – he's a baller. And and they're good, man. They can hit. They can hit. Yeah. They can pitch. They play fundamental baseball. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. And that is really what I kind of – when I look at Auburn, man, I, I don't – I don't think Auburn can come out – and make these errors, right? Uh, like like Vanderbilt, you know, we saw that man. The errors shoot us in the foot yeah. a lot. We were in that ball game, and Enrique Bradfield hits a chopper, and Cole thinks he doesn't have the time that he actually has because Enrique moves down the line so fast, and we throw it away. Yeah. And you know, there you go, the onslaughts on, and we find I ourselves. <laughs> Dude, I had a 30-minute conversation on the golf course yesterday about one man changing a baseball game, and Enrique Bradfield is that dude, bro. Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. He's an unbelievable player. He is filthy. Dude, he he does it offensively, defensively. You can just see him in the dugout helping, helping other guys. Like, hey, this is what he's throwing – this is what you need to look for. This is what you need right. to sit on. He's just always in the game, and it feels like he's a step ahead. Sometimes it feels like he's even ahead of Corbin over there, man. Like, <laughs> and and by the way, that's that's the Nick Saban of baseball. I mean, yeah, they're doing their thing, man. The Vanderbilt Commodores, you know, I here's my thing. I still think LSU is the premier uh, mm-hmm. baseball program in the conference. Uh, and in the country, honestly, I think LSU is the greatest 
program of all time in college baseball. But Vanderbilt and what they have done just in my era is absolutely incredible, man. But, Dustin, I wanted to ask you, do you see this Auburn team moving on to the Super Regionals? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not going to pick against the boys, man. Not now. Um, yeah, so the key is just to me, it's just throw strikes. Like mm-hmm. the pitching doesn't have to be perfect. Just throw strikes, throw strikes and limit the mistakes. Because by the time you get into like a fourth game of a regional, I'm not expecting you to win a game two to one. We're going to get our hits. Just don't give up 10, 11 runs. Just limit the mistakes. When you have the easy outs, take the easy outs. You know, when you have uh, when you have a guy on first and second with one out and it's Ike Irish at the plate, don't call for the bunt for the love of God and get an automatic out. Like, I, I can't stand that when we have guys that hit. Let that thing rip, baby. So, to me, it's just play our game. Play our game and throw strikes. And if they if they hit it a little bit, they hit it a little bit. But like you talked about all the time, I'd much rather see that. And that's more sustainable. And it's just the walks, dude, they're so demoralizing. Like, mm-hmm. the, hit, the hit batters, they're so demoralizing. Like, you can live with a single when a guy just slaps the ball, man. It's like, all right, he got it. You know, I tried to jam him inside. He bloops, with the, he gets a Texas leaker over the second base. I can deal with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You're throwing strikes. But when you walk three, four guys in a row and you walk in a run and it, it just – it's good. That sucks the momentum out of the stadium. It sucks the energy out of the dugout. It's, it sucks the energy out of you sitting on the couch. It's just demoralizing to everybody. So, to me, it's all about throwing strikes, keeping the crowd at your back, and, you know, using that as an advantage all weekend, as a, using that as your 10th guy. And just don't make the mistakes, man. Get the easy outs. Um, these guys haven't seen us. I'm sure they're going to do their scouting reports but they're going to make mistakes, okay? They're going to round third, and they're going to try Bobby Pierce. They're going to round third, and they're going to try Chris Stanfield. So when we got them pegged, catch that ball, get them. Just the simple things. Just when the plays are there to make them, make them. Limit the mistakes and throw strikes because the hitting will take care of itself. We'll score runs, especially once you get into the second, third game of the regionals and you're you're facing the back end of these other teams' bullpens. We're going to be slapping it. So it's just about – Auburn handling Auburn. If Auburn does everything that if Auburn just takes care of Auburn, we go to the super regional. And I got a funny feeling like 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 we might be getting that Tennessee series that we got mad that we didn't get in the regular season. Okay, so that that leads me into my next question actually because I I was gonna ask you how do you feel about being matched up against the Clemson super regional with them at the four seed and mm-hmm. us at the thirteen seed? I want Tennessee. Yeah, I do too. I want Tennessee, and I want Bobby Pierce to hit a home run, and I want him to take his freaking bat and <laughs> sling it into their dugout. I want him to sling, try to hit the back of their dugout and just stare at him the entire way. That's what I want. You're not a Tony Vitello fan? Oh, my God, dude. Who is? <laughs> Nobody. Come Nobody. On, I have seen a million walk-offs in my life. I have never seen a walk-off where the guy then rounds first base flicking off the other team. Mm. And, like, I can even accept that if there's beef. But that was what – a it was a regional, right? Yeah, that yeah, was a regional the, where they had never – those teams had never played. And you're shooting a bird on the walk-off, and there's no beef. And, and look, like, the the Drew Gilbert one, you know, when he, he hits the walk-off and everything – 
and he like looks over at their dugout and he throws the bat up and like they're all going crazy. They were down eight to five and he hits a walk off grand slam, right? Bro, that was against a four seed in right state. Okay. You're you're acting like that against a four seed against right state. And I want I wanted to bring this up real quick too, because Cole Foster hit a ball against Missouri the other night. And he immediately turned around to the dugout. All right. Let's fucking go. All right. Like, you know, excuse my French. I'm sorry, but it, you know that's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. All right. You know, all right. So if you're mad about that, if you're mad about that, let me tell you something. You have no idea what that moment meant to the Auburn baseball team. The top half of that inning, Auburn felt like they got hosed. All right. Auburn Mm. felt like Tommy Vale made a pitch for strike three. It didn't get called. The next pitch, Mizzou gets a hit. They take the lead in that moment. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, what was the one thing Auburn had to do in the SEC tournament to solidify a hosting spot was to beat Mizzou, Dustin. All right. That locked it up. All right. So this was a huge game for Auburn. And Cole – looked over there in the dugout, and he was like, hey, man, we seem kind of down. Like, we're not playing our best game right now. I got to make something happen. Dude hits one to Mars, all right? He hit it to Mars. I don't think the ball has landed yet. It's somewhere – it could possibly be somewhere up on 280 right now, still lingering, all right? But that's how far he hit it, all right? I actually said he hit it to Spain Park High School uh, because it was a monster shot. So – the thing in baseball is the unwritten rule is you never show up an opponent, right? Cole didn't show up anybody on Missouri. He immediately slung his bat to the side and looked in our dugout. Hey, let's go, all right? He didn't look at the Missouri pitcher and say, yeah, yeah throw a better pitch, you know? It, it's It's different, man. And that game meant a lot for Auburn. And you just don't see Auburn carry themselves like that in the way Tennessee does. And that is what makes me want Tennessee in a super regional at Plainsman Park. Now, am I worried about Clemson? Hell of a ball team, hell of a ball club, great pitching, great hitting. They are probably now the hottest team in the country. Them dudes hadn't lost since, I think, like April 19th or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they just won the ACC tournament. They're on fire. I'm not scared to play them because I think that we would match up well with them. It's on the road. But – I remember the last time we went on the road in a Super Regional and played an ACC team, uh, and we absolutely skull-drug them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it went to right. a game three in, in North Carolina, but we skull-drug them, bro. And and so, no, I'm not scared. We, hell, we went to Corvallis last year and, and beat Oregon State. I'm not scared to go to Clemson. Like, get out of here. I think we match up pretty damn well with them. But like I asked you, do you want Tennessee? And I do. And I want that ass at Plainsman Park. Okay, yeah, that's where I want them. And yeah. and we're supposed to we, have them. We're supposed to have them, and the schedule changed. And yeah, and we owe them one after last year. We owe them one. We gave that one away. We gave it away, but there was some things that were said, and and like we've mentioned yeah, before, sure. with Hayden's mom coming out and saying that like the the Tennessee yeah. fans were on their necks and everything, and 
And, uh, you know, that was the that was the the elbow game for Hayden and he ended up having to have Tommy John and all that stuff. So like we owe that ass one. And, and that is why I want, I want Tennessee to come out of that regional and, and I want the, the Auburn and Tennessee matchup, the super regional matchup at Plainsville Park. But how big Dustin, how big would that be for Auburn to host a super regional? Just say Tennessee does come out of that Clemson regional. Mm -hmm. How big would that be for a super regional Mm -hmm. At Plainsman Park, bro. You can't – I don't think you can overstate it, what that would mean for the growth of baseball, the spotlight that that would put on Auburn baseball. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be huge because you already know that the Auburn fans are going to show up and show out. I mean, you know you know what this weekend's going to be. So yeah. imagine what a Super Regional is going to be. Um, it would be unbelievable, man. I, I, I really pray that it happens uh, because if it's Tennessee versus Auburn Super Regional, that's going to be 10 out of 10 on the hype scale. Do this. I mean – that, that's going to be awesome. When you talk about the um, – I wanted to say this. When you talk about the home run in the SEC tournament, to the umpire that followed him halfway up first base. Oh, God. The game ain't about you, brother. I know you want it to be. I know you think that the, I stayed up till 1 o'clock in the morning on a work night to watch you, but I didn't. But I didn't. Yeah. I'm there to watch the kids play baseball, and – you look like a straight up buffoon. I laughed for thirty minutes at that dude because what what's going through your head? Like, what do you what are you thinking that you're accomplishing? That's uh, that was that was pretty silly to me. But yeah, dude, I'm really hoping it's Tennessee, and that would just be, um, dude. Oh my goodness! I mean, the parking deck. What's going to be going on um, in the outfield? Yeah, dude, unbelievable. Uh, I hope it happens, and I think there's a really high possibility of it happening. Love that. Uh, any plans to go up, Dustin? We'll see, man. Not this weekend. I can't do it this weekend. Uh, you know, that end of the that end of the month, first of the month when all the bills are due, especially the big one. But uh, you know, we'll see, man. There's there's a good possibility I, I'll at least try to make that outfield or Tiger Terrace or something if we get Tennessee at Auburn in the super regional. It'll be hard to turn that down, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of thinking about going up Saturday and watching that that Auburn and Southern Miss matchup, if we do get that matchup, um, you know, like the parking deck gets rowdy. I know that's going to be a big thing. Uh, you know, I, I would like to sit out in right center, pull me a chair up, sit out in right, right. center and just, just crack me open a nice little beverage and chill, you know, uh, or I'll stand on the parking deck. I don't care, but I'm it's bringing really this out there at center, bro. Like I stood it, out there um, before one of the games I went to this year, just kind of watching like BP and stuff. And I was like, this isn't a bad spot for, and it's free during the regular season. You can just walk out there. So like, yeah. that ain't bad at all. They might charge what, like five, 10. I don't care if they charge 20 for the regional. That's, that's yeah. still a really good spot. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I, I, I brought this up, man, because Auburn sold out. How fast for regional it tickets? Was, it was within an hour, man. It was because I was I was just gonna like glance at the tickets to see what it looked like, and then before I even had a chance, I saw the tweet and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. The tweet said, "Go to StubHub, all right, because we don't <laughs> have any more tickets here." Yeah. I mean, that is just that is so big for this program, just back to back years. And I listened to what Butch had to say today. With you're the first team to do this. You right. are. You you laid the groundwork for Auburn baseball for for the for the teams in the years to come. They can look back at this group and said, 
hey, they were the group that went to -to back-to-back regionals. They hosted back-to-back regionals at Plainsman Park. So now those kids can say, hey, we want to host, we want to host back-to-back super regionals at Plainsman Park. So that the the ante keeps getting upped, right? The Mm -hmm. ante keeps getting upped. And just a few short years ago, we were on a 20-year drought of Hmm. not knowing what Omaha, Nebraska felt like. And now you're you're in a pool of what 10 to 15 collegiate baseball programs that expect to go year in and year out. Right. I mean, honestly, you, 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 all right. I know my buddy DG at Florida, they expect to go year in, year out. LSU expects to go year in, year out. I know Mississippi State and Ole Miss are down, but they expect to go year in, year out. That was huge news about Mike Bianco and his contract. Ole Miss doesn't think they're going to renew that thing is, is what I saw on Twitter a while ago. So, yikes. Um, but, hey, you know, just because you get hot and, and make a run and win a national championship, you come back the next year and don't make the tournament, your ass is out. Yes, so Gene Chizik. That's how much SEC baseball means, okay? Yep. People people want to say, oh, well, you know, college baseball isn't a big sport. It's not – it's not global. It's not, you know, nationwide and everything. Uh, it's still big. It still matters here in the South. And you see that with all of the, all of the national seeds uh, and all the hosting sites. I think 15 out of the 16 are in the Southeast or something, or 13 out of the 16 are in the Southeast. Yeah, there's Oklahoma State is out, Stanford's yeah. out, and then Indiana State, and then yeah. everything else is, is right in there. Yeah, so 13 out of the 16 host sites, Southeastern states. So – uh, incredible and and look i know i wanted to say something before we get off here and i know this might not hit with auburn fans you might not like it but i do want to give a shout out to the alabama baseball kids uh, all right yeah. i want to give a you're sh- gonna catch hell finish but you're gonna catch hell <laughs> I, I i might i might catch hell dustin but i gotta do it bro i gotta do it because i just want to say this man i just want to say this they're hosting a regional in Tuscaloosa, all right? And to me, I'm going to look past the rivalry here one time. Right. And I'm going to look at these kids and what they went through in the, in just a month ago. And they found out that their head coach was betting on them to lose baseball games. And what better way than him to get fired and you end up hosting a regional. Yeah. So I do want to stand up and salute those kids mm. on that baseball team and say, I'm damn proud of you for responding the way that you did. I know it's a rivalry. I know it's the most heated rivalry in the country. And I hate Alabama with a passion, but I am damn proud of those yeah. kids. And I will tip my cap to each and every one of them uh, for, for getting baseball in the state of Alabama on a different level now, bro. Cause like, we know this is a football state, Dustin. We know that. Basketball come in mm. and and took that second slot, right? But now you got baseball coming in and saying, hey, not so fast, basketball. Like, w- we want that second slot because there will never be another one spot. All right? <laughs> yeah. This is a football state, bro. Yeah. Um, but baseball is here. And to see Troy, Auburn, Sanford, Alabama, 
just speaks volumes to how great this state actually is in baseball because I don't think we get the love we deserve mm. for being a baseball state. And so I, I do want to shout out those kids, man, and everything they went through. Uh, I, th- I think that's a super, super big uh, accomplishment for, for that Alabama baseball team. Yeah, the rivalry's fun, but it's only fun when it's on the up and up. Like, yeah. it's not it's not fun if their coach is actively sabotaging them. Like, that's not cool. That's not how you want to win. Now, we didn't win anyway. Um, but, you know, nevertheless. And I only said that you were going to catch hell because, as you saw, I kind of said what you had said uh, because it was uh, Friday. Um, their softball team had lost. And I don't even know if their softball team ended up winning the series. I just know they had lost game one. They did. And then um, – their baseball team and got eliminated. And there was a section of the Auburn fans that felt like dunking on Alabama saying, ha, 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 y'all just got eliminated. And I just pointed out that's a little ridiculous coming from us because did you forget what they did to us yesterday? They literally eliminated us from the tournament. And we played them four times and they beat us three out of four. And they beat us both games in basketball. And they beat us in football. And I can go down the line here. I've already done it before on this podcast. So it's like, I just pointed that out. Like, that's a little silly. You got to kind of tip your cap. I don't like it any more than anybody else does. But, you know, if you beat me, you beat me. And I use this analogy. If if Jose Aldo was celebrating Khabib's victory over Conor McGregor, would you care what (laughs) Jose had to say? No, because Connor knocked Jose out in 13 seconds. Yep. So if I get in a fight with a guy four times and he beats me in three of them, and then I hear that Timmy down the street knocked him out, I'm not going to go around town bragging about what Timmy did to him. Yeah. Because he whooped my ass. Yeah. But whatever Timmy did to him is what Timmy did to him. But when me and him squared up, he whooped my ass. So mm. I just tip my cap to you and say, okay. That's all I did, and next thing I know, and here's here's the kicker, Blake. Here's the real kicker. There are a couple of y'all I want to call you out by name because I know you listen to this podcast. I know you do. You comment and all kind of stuff. You retweet our podcast. Some of y'all liked the tweet calling me a Bama fan for pointing that out. It it doesn't make me a Bama fan to say they got us, okay? It doesn't. It's the truth. And you're you're only doing Auburn a disservice by not acknowledging it. Because how can you get better if you don't acknowledge the problem? Alabama dominated us in athletics this year. If you think it's anything else and you're not paying attention or you've you've literally got in one of Elon's rocket and gone up and sat on the sun and it's so shoved so far up your ass that you you can't pump nothing but sunshine. I just thought it was the most ridiculous, like just the most ridiculous take of anything that I've ever had, like that happened on, I was just like, okay. And I'm just trying to point out, like you just pointed out props to these kids, man, their coach was throwing games, all this turmoil and they buckled down and won 40 games in the sec. Like there's nothing to say about them. And like you said, football state, look how crazy basketball was this year. Like, the trash talk online and in person was probably more this year for basketball than it was for football. Now, a lot of that is, is Auburn being a five-win team going into the Iron Bowl and both teams being good in basketball. But, like, 
obviously basketball's taking a big step. Now we're both hosting regionals in baseball, man. The state mm-hmm. of Alabama is just getting better and better at all the other athletics. Like you said, football will always be king, but we needed to raise our game in this other stuff, and we have. And it's just mm-hmm. fun to watch, and that's what makes a rivalry fun. This team being – we got to be on the same level, you know. we got to be on the same level. I love beating them 60 years in a row. I wouldn't mind going back to those days. But, it's, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's fun, man, when both teams are good, both teams are competent. And, um, yeah, dude, and it should just leave a sour taste in your mouth that they got us the way that it did. And we just, when this next school year rolls around, that should be like a big focus of Auburn athletics is, okay, we got to kind of regain that state championship that they got us to. But don't be stupid and act like they didn't get us. Mm. I agree. Like, Sorry, I went off on my rant, but that was that was no, dumb. No, nah. I had some dumb interactions this weekend off that one. No, nah, it's the truth, bro. Like they they killed us, and and you know that three out of four in baseball, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. Like it stung. It you know I the way I've looked at the SEC tournament was, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't. It, it didn't really bother me that yeah. we got eliminated, but it was just the fact that it was three out of four to Alabama, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so my buddy messaged me, and he was like, how about that Tide, you know? And I was just <laughs> like, man, I was like, what do I say back, you know? And I, I just put back, I was like, you got us, you yeah, know? Board, and, and then I texted him back, and I was like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not really mad that you got us today because – Let's be honest, the last five SEC champions have failed to make it to Omaha. So I didn't want to win it. So hmm. I did want to beat you, though, <laughs> but it didn't happen. So I guess this conversation is just kind of dead, you know. And uh, and that was it, man. That, that was all, we, you know, we really had to say to each other because I, I can't talk. I can't right. talk. And, you know, I get where you're coming from with everybody's like online. Oh, you got you got pummeled by Vandy and knocked out of the SEC team. Bro, we got pummeled by Vandy too. All right. I know Bryson Ware hit a hit a ninth inning home run to make it six to four, but we played like dog shit in that Vanderbilt game and it was six to two going into the ninth. Like they they put it on us. You know, and you're so, kind of a softball team that advanced farther than we did. Yeah. Yeah. You talking about Alabama softball? Yeah, they because because they lost on the same day. They both lost on the same yeah. day. Baseball and softball, and that yeah. was like, that was a thing that was going around. That was viral. Was people? Everybody was like, "Ha ha ha!" They lost in both games, and I'm just like, neither one of these applied to us being able to talk shit. Well, they come back and won the series, and now they're going to Oklahoma City to play in the World Series. So there you yeah. go. Okay, um, exactly. Yeah, they come <laughs> back. They come back and beat Northwestern uh, both games, and yeah. they're moving on. So yeah, and our, our whole our whole team is transferring. But keep making fun of them. Our whole team's transferring. Apparently, our softball coach is uh, just yeah. doesn't know how to talk to females. Apparently, from you know from everybody online and and year seven loaded. Yeah, I mean, haven't won a regional. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But Dustin. Before we get out of here, before we wrap things up, man, uh, like always, we leave you with your final thoughts, your final words, what you got. You, met, you mentioned it about the, how fast the tickets sold out. So here's here's my thing with that. Let's get that super regional. Let's sell that thing out too, man. Let's make this atmosphere as loud and as hype as we possibly can because those, those upgrades to Plainsman are coming. 
but let's just make sure, man, let's show Cohen, let's show these boosters, let's show these guys that are responsible for this, that this is an investment that has to be made. Because last year is what kind of put it over the edge. We have people hanging off the parking deck. We have people hanging off the fences out, outside. So we need that same atmosphere again to show them this This is where money well spent. We talked. We just talked about it with Harrison. There's only so much money to go around, okay? These boosters, Jimmy Rain and them, they only got so much money. On to victory, they've only got so much money. Like, there's only so much money that, that there is to spend on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, this is important. It's important to the growth of this baseball team. Let's say we host a regional next year. How awesome would that be for the third year in a row? We would be able to host 10,000 people with these upgrades that are coming. So, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying it's dependent on it. It's going to happen. But let's just reassure these guys on the board of trustees and everybody involved in those kind of decisions that this is the right decision to make. Let's make a statement to the SEC, to the nation, that we are a baseball program that is locked in and here to stay for the next decade. Love that, Dustin. And, and we are so damn proud of this baseball program, so damn proud of these players, so damn proud of this coaching staff. Everything, man, yeah. the the entire university to just have this atmosphere at Plainsman and to have this excitement within the fan base to see us as the number 13 overall national seed. Awesome. Uh, it is awesome. And, and, you know, like Butch always says, we expect to get to Omaha and, and yeah. we expect to win now. So damn it, let's go out there Friday and let's, let's, let's start the journey. Let, let's do it for Case and Howell and, and these seniors, and and I know they're going to be ready. I'm just – I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited, Dustin. I, I think this baseball team is special. Hopefully, Christian Herberholtz is healthy. Hopefully, yeah. he's locked back in, and we are 100% ready to go Friday at 6 o'clock versus Penn, uh, yeah. first pitch coming at you. So, thank you, each and every one of you, for joining this podcast, watching. If you could – Get us over 300 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Uh, Go over to Apple Podcasts, like the show, rate the show, comment, tell us what you love about the show, uh, and we really appreciate each and every one of you. Click the bell for notifications for for when we drop our content so you will get notified. And like I said, we love each and every one of you. And like always, we'll leave you with a war damn eagle. We'll catch you on the next one. Out.